Did that motherfucker just call me a twat? Oh, he did. Everybody. Greetings and salutations, twats. Well, how's everyone doing on lockdown? Lockdown. Yeah. I wish you could answer me. Right. <laughs> but I'm just assuming that you're also bored and drinking too much. Mm, and you should probably start a podcast because it really gives you some time to do that. Well, we started it before the lockdown. We did, but we've been able to really put a lot into it since the lockdown. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, these suck. <laughs> these are not plastic. <laughs> they're not glass either. They're metal. Well, yeah, they're copper, but but they are supposed to... Oh, and to... I make a slurping sound when I drink from them, apparently. They're supposed to sound at least metallic. They sound like... Not. Not. They not. sound like cheap plastic cups. Mm-hmm. Like we're posers. <laughs> Poser. Look how hard I tried to keep my pinky down. Pinkies up, bitches. Mm. <laughs> mm. As I make a fucking mess trying to mock you. Ugh, that's what I get. <laughs> that's what I get. That's what I get all over the toddies. <laughs> so tonight, um, Katie has a story for me. Mm-hmm. And so, for you guys. It's not just for Mandy. <laughs> it's just for me. Don't be fooled. <laughs> um, so I found something I wanted. It's something short that I wanted to open with before we start that because... I just think it was fucking hilarious. Sweet. So, this comes from Jane Garfinkel. I love the name. Garfinkel. Miss Jane Garfinkel. And she says, <laughs> my husband Jake passed away recently. Well, that's not funny. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it. it Sorry, gets, Jane. It gets, it gets better. Shit. My husband Jake passed away recently. Having to mourn the man I love was one of the hardest things that I'll ever have to do. I didn't think I would be able to live without seeing his face ever again. As luck would have it, just days after he died, he came back as a ghost. Mm. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) I was never a superstitious person, but when Jake walked through the refrigerator and honked my breast, I knew it was really him. Hold on, pause. What does seeing a ghost have to do with being superstitious, Jane? Yeah, that's just, that's like her her way of thinking, I guess. All right. She thinks ghosts maybe are superstition. I feel know. like I need to send her a dictionary, but okay. <laughs> well, you'll, Read later on, on you'll, really, you'll really say that. <laughs> uh, so, um, after he walked through the refrigerator and honked my breast, I knew it was really him. Hmm. Weird misconception about ghosts. They can walk through stuff. But also, they have the ability to grope. Not a misconception. <laughs> <laughs> Over the next few hours, Jake explained everything to me. It's actually very romantic. See, his love for me is so strong that he chose to give me, or he chose to give up his physical form and spend the rest of eternity by my side. <laughs> or at mm. least until I die. Mm. Okay. So, I don't know if that means, like, he chose to die thinking he'd come back. I don't know. I feel like Jane's an idiot, but go on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a small flaw in the plan. 
Uh He's stuck here forever. Well, I'll probably be gone by 2070, depending on if I'm able to kick this drinking habit. What the fuck, Jane? (laughs) (laughs) Full disclosure, a tiny, tiny part of why Jake became a ghost has to do with a certain unfinished aspect of our relationship. Despite all we've gone through, there's one territory unexplored. One frontier unpenetrated. (laughs) The one thing he couldn't rest without. His, the ass play. My anus. I knew it, you whore. <laughs> I'm not a prude. I'm no Condoleezza Rice, but anal I'm is sorry, not what? something I'm particularly interested in. Condoleezza Rice? Yes. What? But anal is not something I'm particularly interested in, and I never thought Jake was either. That is until he came back after death in ghostly form to tell me otherwise. Ghostly penetration. <laughs> Once I had wrapped my head around all this, I realized I was stuck in a classic dilemma that every woman must deal with at some point in her life. Not really. Yeah, no matter what your dilemma is, like he's a ghost, so no. <laughs> this is this is a different take on fun with Dick and Jane. <laughs> Should I? <laughs> oh yeah, good one. She's a whore. Should I submit myself to a sexual act that I am uncomfortable with because my husband died and his spirit came back to ask for it? I really had to think this through. First, it hurts that he waited so long to tell me. We were best friends and I thought we could talk about anything. More importantly, why didn't he ask me for it on that surprise trip to Hawaii? Seriously, why else do you even bring someone to Hawaii if not for anal? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, why do people go to Hawaii if not for anal, Jane? All right. Second... This ghost thing has really changed the nature of our relationship. Jake and I can't socialize in public together. (laughs) Ghosts are pretty marginalized. Besides, he mostly likes to hang out in the basement and wail. (laughs) Very stereotypical of a ghost. Maybe it's not your husband. He's a banshee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to be supportive of this new thing, but it's not very sexy. Finally... What does it say about me as a woman if I bend over, if I bend on over for any ghost that comes my way? I have gently declined anal offers from many opaque humans, and now here Jake appears more similar to a cloud than a man, expecting my opinion to change. Becoming a ghost just for butt play is pretty manipulative. Is this real? (laughs) Just listen. Look, I get it. There is literally no greater gesture of love than haunting someone. It's sweet. But sweet enough that I'll put another one of my orifices up on the sexual marketplace? I don't think so. (laughs) You go, Jane. (laughs) Now that I've made my decision, I'm looking forward to all the anal free time I'll get to spend with Jake. Because because of his post-death transition... We'll have years together we otherwise wouldn't. Decades to learn about each other and maybe even plant a garden we'd always talked about. Like if he was alive? (laughs) It might be a little strange living with my sexually frustrated ghost husband. So she said no. (laughs) Um, But with communication, we can resolve any awkwardness. I know that ultimately my Jakey really loves me and will be totally cool existing until the end of time without ever putting it in my butt. This has to be, this cannot <laughs> this is, be real. So Jane, <laughs> so Jane Garfinkel is an author. Tell me, this is satire. Yeah, it's My Husband Died and Now His Ghost Wants Anal by Jane Garfinkel. 
It's so, fake, right? Yeah. So she's, Thank God. she's just an author and she writes weird shit, but she's like my new favorite author now. Well, yeah. Like, now oh, that I... you got Jane? I'm like, yeah. Now that I know that it's fake, I want to read everything she's written. <laughs> but I wanted to read it to you without telling you that first because you're like, what the fuck? Like, is this real? <laughs> Excuse me, Jane? <laughs> so, I don't know. But I thought that was good and... Uh, well, now that her dead husband can make her ass clap from beyond the grave. Well, he said, she said no because she wanted him to stay with her forever. And if he came so back So he shouldn't have that, fucking died. Right. <laughs> you died for no anal, buddy. Sorry. God. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that by Jane. And we will be right back. And Katie has a lot to tell us. talk about let's talk about vampires i like that okay so actually i don't really know much about vampires at all that's because they don't exist except for edward cullen and the rest of the cullens calm down twilight calm down that was my jam so if you guys didn't know vampires aren't real (laughs) (laughs) in case you all needed a little lesson they don't twinkle there's no glitter. They don't suck your fucking blood. They don't exist, first and foremost. Per se. However, no, no. <laughs> For reals, though. No, we don't know. But. It's like saying Bigfoot doesn't exist. We don't know. And the myth comes from somewhere. I'm, you know what? <laughs> I. Some people believe in vampires. Some people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but in the 1800s. And beyond, uh, like before that, mm-hmm. people were dumb enough to think that vampires existed. And right. that's what we're going to talk about. I'd probably be one of them. So Me let's hear it. too. So first, the most, probably the most famous case in the United States was Mercy Brown, who lived in Rhode Island mm-hmm. in the 1800s. Okay. So um, there was, on a larger scale in New England... Um, in the 1800s, they had the uh, vampire panic. Mm, yes, uh-huh. I've um, heard that term. Yeah, in, in New England, which was mostly in Connecticut, Vermont, and Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. So that was like a burp that didn't come out. I don't I know if you hear heard it. that, but I like my esophagus. Go crazy, but. My esophagus just kind of like fucking rumbled. Oh, it was so I didn't hear weird. It. I heard it, like, but like. Internally. No, but, like, I heard, like, oh. I heard that it, like, made a noise externally, but I didn't actually burp. That was the weirdest fucking thing in the world. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that, but if you did, I am so sorry. <laughs> kind of. So, um, basically what happened was Mercy Brown, 
which sounds like Murphy Brown. Murphy which Brown is really that's what I hear like time. in my head as I say it. <laughs> she earlier she's like, "Have you heard of Mercy Brown?" I said, "I've heard of Murphy Brown." <laughs> right, eighties sitcom. We might be dating ourselves just with that too. I know because I I remember watching the original with my mom. Yeah, me too. And then I I kind of watched the reboot oh, <laughs> last I, year when it was that on. I didn't do, but. Not because I didn't want to. I just forgot about I it. I just love Candace Bergen. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to watch it. But it got annoying. So <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But um, so basically, this girl that was 19 years old named Mercy Brown ended up becoming kind of like the scapegoat for this whole town in Rhode Island, um, in Exeter, Rhode Island. And at that time, Exeter um, was kind of... Like this little rural bumfuck, um, I get, I want to say like farming area, but they were trying to make the land a farming area. Like I guess the land at that time was kind of hard to cultivate, okay. but they were they were doing it anyways, kind of thing. Right. Um, and so it was it was really small. I, I you know, and I'm not from New England. I've never been up there. I don't know what Exeter, Rhode Island. <laughs> that was so fucking hot. So, I don't know what it looks like now, um, but at least back then it was, like, the middle of nowhere. And okay. so, basically, um, with the Brown family, it was two parents and three kids. Two boys and a girl. Okay. I'm sorry, two girls and a boy. And <laughs> okay. Yeah. I totally Either mixed way. that up in my fucking head. So, what happened was, back... Um, I guess in their family, what was happening around them was an outbreak of consumption, which is what they called tuberculosis back then. Okay. Um, common symptoms of consumption were extremely high fever, um, a blood lace cough, sunken eyes, and a severe physical deterioration, which basically made you look like the life was being drained out of your body. Gosh, so, that's terrible. Yeah, sexy stuff. So, um... Basically, they tried to stop the problem, mm-hmm. you know, which they thought to be vampires, <laughs> by yeah. exhuming corpses of those that died by consumption, by burning the internal organs to prevent vampiric feeding on the diseased body parts and spreading it further. So they thought vampires would feed on the freshly dead bodies and mm-hmm. spread it. Right, and then <clears throat> carry like, it to... Right. Mm-hmm. Like a mosquito giving you West Nile. Kind of, yeah. Rough. Yeah. Or malaria probably would mm-hmm. have been a better... Yeah. <laughs> Some rituals even got a little bit more extreme, yeah. and I'll get into that oh, good, um, yeah. later, but... The more extreme, the better. Right, but... What... I mean, not for the people it happened to, but... Right. Not for them so much. <laughs> but just for me to hear it. Right, but for our, like, morbid minds, it's kind of, yeah... But what what really struck me, like, when I was reading the details about this kind of stuff, even the doctors back then were like, no, you fucking idiots. Like, this is why this is yeah. happening. This is why this looks like this. This is, you know, they didn't know what caused consumption or tuberculosis back then. Right. But the doctor was like, this is not how this happens. This is not why this is happening. Right. And the people were like, you fools, which kind of was like, it kind of was reminding me of like how people are listening to Dr. Fauci now and he's like, no, this is why this is happening, you know, with 
with our current pandemic. Right. And everyone's like, you're an idiot. And he's like, I'm a fucking doctor. Right. Like, what That's are you talking Martin about? Morgan's like, right. I'm not only a doctor, I am a scientist. So right. don't tell me, I don't know. But what I... It kind of is reminiscent when I was reading when what, I was reading that. I feel like about grown adults back in the 16, 17, 1800s, mm-hmm. if you look at the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. If you look at... This was at, like 200 <clears throat> years after the Salem Witch Trials. If you look at this. If you look at... Um, changelings in Ireland mm-hmm. where they thought, you know, that was going on. These full-grown adults literally believed all this shit. I know. Like, they didn't even question it. They're like, oh yeah, that shit's real. Right. They just, someone so pulls it out like, of their ass and they're right. just like, seems legit and it's so like, why? I feel like back then, way back then, the human brain wasn't fully evolved yet. I don't even think it's that. Because I think it's more of like even... a herd mind. But they all, it's almost like they all just, just bought into it right away. Like, like you said, the ones that actually were educated mm-hmm. were like, no, right. that's not, that was stupid. that's not actually it. Right. But like the colony of people would just be like, oh, that person just said it's witchcraft. It's witchcraft for sure. We're going to kill you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. their brains just didn't even consider other options. I almost feel like it's common so sense weird. comes with evolution. That's what I'm but saying. Then, I'm saying we haven't evolved. The, yeah. the modern human had not evolved enough to like think the way we do now. But even I now, know. I don't know. There's so many cases of, wow, you yeah. really don't have common sense. That's I feel true. like it's still few and far between. Well, there's, so maybe I'm it's not saying not there's like, some modern humans that haven't fully evolved yet. <laughs> well, there's more that... Have not that have. Right. So I think it's maybe just a case of, I don't They never even question, like, if that was really possible or not. They're like, yeah, that's it. Well, I, I mean. It was a vampire. But again, still. <laughs> right. All yeah. these people. But I mean, here we are believing in ghosts and shit. So, you know, who knows? Maybe I haven't fully evolved yet. <laughs> I don't know. I believe in ghosts because I've seen one, so. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have too, but. But anyways. So I guess. In 1882, consumption, or tuberculosis, hit the Brown family quickly. So first, uh, the first one to go was the mother, whose name was Mary Eliza. Um, In the following year, um, it hit um, the older sister, Mary Olive, who was 20 years old at the time. Okay. Sorry, I have a ton of notes, so you got, if you guys hear, like, my Mm -hmm. paper, I took, like, six pages of notes. So then, I guess, Mary's obituary stated that her suffering was so great she was ready for the afterlife. Um, After Mary died, Mercy's brother Edwin, you know, came down with consumption. He actually left for Colorado Springs, Colorado, thinking that the cleaner air and the higher altitude would actually help him. Mm -hmm. And, believe it or not, it worked. So Edwin leaves. He comes back ten years later. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, the dad never gets it. That is so strange. It is strange. But, I mean, just like anything else. Just like coronavirus. Or the flu. Or maybe he was asymptomatic. Maybe. You know what I mean? Or even the flu. Some people just don't get it. Yeah. So. I don't think I've ever had the flu in my life. I was about to say, you better shut the hell up. (laughs) Knock on wood. Yeah. So, he leaves for Colorado. So, he comes back ten years later. And when he comes back, Mercy, who is now 19, mm-hmm. is basically on death's door. 
So I guess the type of consumption that she was suffering from was like called galloping. Galloping? Mm-hmm. Galloping consumption. Um, it's kind of like a silent form where basically it's like you don't know you have it to like boom you're on you're like about to die basically barely alive right <laughs> she died in january of 1892 and her obituary this makes me sad because she's 19 years old right. and her obituary is so it was like her dad was just like well there goes the other one you know what i mean gosh that's so, terrible yeah so it says miss lena brown who's been suffering from consumption, died Sunday morning. Oh. That's it. So heartfelt. Thanks, Daddy. Yeah. I'm going to come back and haunt your ass. Right. So, the Exeter residents, <laughs> being as brilliant as they were, they thought the Brown family was cursed. They accuse, they accuse one of the Brown women of not actually being dead, but undead, because at that time, the word vampire was not widely... Um, accepted or used in the United States. It was in Europe, but not here. So it was more zombie. It was more undead. Yeah. That was more the accepted term. She's a vampire. Mm -hmm. But to us, vampire. Right. Um, Basically feasting on the living tissue and the blood of the brother Edwin. What? Mm Mm-hmm. The one who came back from Colorado. The one that came back from Colorado. Yeah. So, you know, that's disgusting. Mm Mm-hmm. So they thought that the key to the brother Edwin's discovery would be to figure out which of the brown women was the culprit and destroy her body. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Right. So this is why Mercy becomes famous. Okay. So George agreed to let the psychotic and stupid ass residents of Exeter to exhume the women's bodies. Mother Mary. Who died far before Mary. Right. Mary Olive, the sister, and Mercy. No, Mercy, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, mind you, Mercy has only been dead since January. Mm-hmm. Mother Mary and sister Mary Olive have been dead for months, 10 least. years. 10 years? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is 10 years later. Yeah, because he came back 10 years later. 10 years. Yeah. They've been dead. So you have about like six weeks versus 10 years, okay? Mm-hmm. These people are not going to think like that. So, on March 17th, after 10 years in the ground, wife Mary Eliza and daughter Mary Olive, obviously when they opened their tombs, they were fucking bones. Right. Mercy had only died, you know, six to eight weeks prior. I'm not doing math in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, In January, obviously the winter, and what happens? Why do they put bodies in freezers? It preserves them, right? Preserve them. Okay. So, when the body was uncovered, they realized that there was almost no decomposition, duh. So they thought she was the culprit. They said when they opened her casket, there was supposedly, they found her on her side with blood still pooled in her heart and in her veins. Maybe, maybe she wasn't actually dead when you buried her. So that was my thought. And then I also thought, well, maybe she wasn't on her, or maybe she was on her side, because whoever put her in that vault, like maybe accidentally dropped her. Right. Because remember, she, uh, well, not remember, but I did tell you this before we were recording. <laughs> Do so, you guys remember? Right. God, can't you read my mind? 
So when they first buried her in January, when the ground is so cold, especially in New England, they, I don't know, well, no, I can't speak to this. At least down here and nowadays, Mm -hmm. in the wintertime, they will still bury you in the ground six feet under. Right. But at that time in New England, um, when it was that cold, they wouldn't, they wouldn't dig. One, they didn't have the machinery to dig. It was all dug by hand. Yeah. So the ground was frozen and it was all dug by hand. Um, so what they did was they had like a cement vault above ground right? and they would put the coffin, which at that time was basically a pine box Mm -hmm. and they would put it in the vault. And then when the ground thawed, then they would dig the grave six feet down and then rebury the coffin. So they open, you know, they take her out of this above ground vault. And they're looking at her, and they're like, oh my gosh, her face is flush. You know, it right. looked like she's still alive, and she still has yeah. blood in her heart, and blood in her veins, and blah, blah, blah. Is it frozen blood, you big dummy? Right. Well, so, the doctor was like, no, she's preserved because it's only been, you know, six to eight weeks. It's freezing outside. We're right. in Rhode Island. Yeah. She was basically cryogenically frozen. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, literally. But yeah. all of the townspeople were like, no. And the doctor's She's like, vampire. Right. The <laughs> doctors are like, no, fuck her. So, basically, they're like, well, then how'd she get on her side? Well, I'm thinking it's literally something as simple as they could have jostled it, you know, the coffin. Right. Getting her in the vault or, you know, something very explainable. And they're like, <gasps> she's not dead. I'm like, God, you fucking idiots. So, obviously, she's a vampire. That means it's not recording, right? Yeah. Okay. So, what they did was <laughs> they took her out and they cut her open. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they removed her heart and something else. I don't remember. But basically, <laughs> this is so disgusting. So, on a rock, they, like, set her heart on fire. Oh, my God. And they took the ashes, they mixed it with water, and basically made a tonic. Oh, I've heard of this before. Mm -hmm. They fed it to her brother, Edwin. Because wasn't he falling sick at this time? Yeah. Or something like that? They thought it would, like, cure him or something? Yes, exactly. So, they made her brother, Edwin, drink this tonic of Mm -hmm. the ashes of her heart and water. God, that is so fucked up. Well, guess what happened to poor Edwin two months later? He died. Mm, yeah. He should have stayed in Colorado. Yeah, he, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the remainder of her body was reburied in Exeter's Baptist Church Cemetery. So were people in Colorado not getting consumption? To be honest with you, I didn't look that up. I don't know. Because I'm wondering if that's why he thought I should go there, because people there aren't getting it or something, thinking it would make him... I don't know if the outbreak went that far. I didn't didn't look into it. It would be interesting to look, because the whole time he was there, he didn't get it. And then he comes back... Well, he went there and she was sick. Well, no, he had it when he went there. To Colorado. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he was good for like 10 years, Thinking that the air, yeah, the clean air would help him. And it worked. Tuberculosis is is a bacterial infection of the lungs. Right. And it worked for 10 years. And then he comes back. Uh But also he could have recontracted it because his sister was really sick. It could have fallen dormant. You know, Colorado is so high above sea level 
and the yeah. air is so clean and so thin right that it it could have just made it easier to breathe he should have come back seen his sister and been like you're coming with me we're going to Colorado mm-hmm. and gone back there but I guess they weren't but really during the 1890s maybe they didn't have the means to go back but it also said and where this is in Massachusetts this is in Rhode Island Rhode Island in Exeter, so, yeah. Rhode Island so but it could have also it also said though that when Edwin came back that Mercy was already like knocking on death's door. Oh, so like she was already across the country. Mm-hmm. Right. She was already about to kick the bucket. How do we get back? So nowadays, like this story and Excuse Mercy herself, there's there's like a cult following of her. Like people go um, to Rhode Island to see her grave. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. she's like the vampire of Rhode Island. Yeah. So it's both sympathizers for her because she became like the face of this crazy Rhode Island, excuse me, like this big vampire thing. Um, But also, you know, vampire enthusiasts that were like, oh, well, is she really a vampire? Or, um, you know, is she... Or was she just this poor 19-year-old girl where they just desecrated her body because they were fucking crazy, even though the doctors during the day were like, hello, right? this is not legit. This is why this all happened. But um, her story has actually become the inspiration for a lot of different writings. Um, H.P. Lovecraft's The Story, The Shunned House, I haven't uh, heard that one. Mm-hmm. Was about the story. Uh, supposedly, the character Lucy in Bram Stoker's Dracula is based on her. Um, Lucy was one of the vampires. So, I mean, there's a bunch of other things, like little smaller things, things right. in poems and things like that. But, I mean, her story has gone far and wide. There was actually um, a quote um, from... Henry David Thoreau that was before her time, but it was about like all of this vampire stuff in New England okay. that I found. Um, it's an excerpt. So it's kind of like the Salem witch trials. Like one person gets this in their head and it spreads like wildfire. Yeah. So this happened before this happened to Mercy, mm-hmm. but this hysteria had already started. So there brewing. was a, there was actually a bigger movement. It was called the Great New England Vampire uh, Panic. And I believe it had been going on for a lot longer than Mercy's story. Right. And beforehand and after, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Henry David Thoreau actually wrote in his journal on September 26, 1859. He said, the savage in man is never quite eradicated. I have just read of a family in Vermont who several of the members having died of consumption just burned the lungs and heart and liver of the last deceased in order to prevent any more from having it. I mean, that's yeah. fucking disgusting. And that's in 1859. Mercy didn't die until 1892. Oh, okay. So in Vermont. I mean, so if that gives you any yeah. type of... It's decades before. Right. This is this was going on for so long. So one, that tells you how long this tuberculosis or consumption outbreak was going on for. Right. But the scheme of what these people thought like how their minds were but the fact that even doctors were like no and this mass hysteria they're like, was oh they're dumb 
doctors right. in general are the doctors. Right. But you know, people today say that shit. I know. <laughs> the doctors are such idiots. And it's like, they know more than you do. Right. Buddy. Uh, you're stupid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, turns out, the corpses were often turned face down in their graves if you were suspected to be one of the quote-unquote undead. Oh my god. Because remember, va- the term vampire was only used usually in like publications, like newspapers. Okay. Um, and it was widely used in Europe. I want to know where the name vampire came from. Yeah. Like, who made that up, and why does it mean bloodsucker? That's a... That's, Immortal bloodsucker. That's you know a I mean? really good question. We'll look it up. Yeah, we can look that up. Um, but I do have some information to share with you about, like, where this whole, like, vampire, like, turning them around in their graves and... Yeah. You know, decapitating and all this kind of shit. So, um, but a lot of corpses, they would be, like, buried face down. Yeah. Um. That's creepy. Yeah. They would burn their organs and rebury the body. Um, they would decapitate them. Um, some even, like, bound their feet with thorns. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um. It's like, if you're not sure they're dead, like... Remove their heart before you bury them. Right. And then there's no worry about, you know. Right. And some of them would even, ugh. So these people were being exhumed and then this was happening. Right. That's so insane. they were already buried and then the these people were being exhumed and then they were like, oh, I'm going to cut out your heart and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to cut your fucking head off. But now there, some of them were even burning the organs and stuff, and they were inhaling the ashes. Oh my god! Yeah, they're in, and like you're basically you're inhaling tuberculosis ashes. Exactly, they're inhaling yeah. the smoke and consuming the ashes in that tonic type of way. Right. Um, assuming that it was going to cure consumption, so even sick people were inhaling more tuberculosis. Yeah. In a way. So, I mean, these people were crazy. But I do have um, some information just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a find in the 90s. I believe it was in Connecticut? In Griswold, Connecticut. Um, in 1990, there was... Uh, this, I think, falls into part of the Great New England Vampire Panic. They found some graves in a hillside mine in Griswold, Connecticut in 1990. Um, they originally thought... They were actually connected to a local serial killer at the time named Michael Ross. Ooh, we gotta look him up. I know. So that's definitely something to Is look he into. The axe guy? I don't know. I didn't look into it because I was like, if I even Google this guy, I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole. I know. And then I'm gonna it's, get off track. So many stories just go like a million different ways. I know. I, I was know. like, what serial killer? And I was like, you know what? Don't even because <laughs> yeah. I, because I'm trying to stay on this track and I'm gonna end up way the we'll fuck over here. We'll that, but remember the name. Right. Well, I wrote it down. Okay. Because I was like, I, I have to have like yeah documentation of this. Right. So apparently, all across New England, there's a whole like a shit ton. Of unmarked family plots. Who knew? Oh, okay. So. I love that. Who knew? Right. Who (laughs) fucking knew? I didn't. I mean, I guess it makes sense that people would bury them without headstones or like they would be like wooden things that would like. But I guess it just never dawned on me. Obviously, people would have. Unmarked graves, though? Well, think about it. They might have been marked during that time. But if, if like the markings were wood. Well, they're or something, and they eroded or washed away or whatever. They wouldn't be there anymore. So to us, they would be unmarked. Right, right, right. You know, but I guess it just never occurred to me because I never thought about it. 
Yeah, because I mean, we, you and I, have looked at gravestones mm-hmm. from like the seventeen to eighteen hundreds. I've seen them from the sixteen hundreds, but it's but, and those ones are engraved on the stone, but and even though it's hard to see, so you expect that to just be what they always did. You but know, not but only not, that, not everyone did that. But if we can read those markings, the odds are that they've been replaced. Yeah, but some of them are very, very, very hard to read. Some of them are. Yeah. But, you, I mean... You can tell the ones that have been but just for sure. But just think about that. Yeah. How many places have we been, like, open fields? Think about the battlefield, for instance. Can you imagine how many unmarked graves there could possibly be there? Oh, oh I know for sure. All those mounds and stuff? I mean, just... Yeah. I mean, I guess it just never dawned on me because I actually never stopped to think about There's it. There's a story about a house... In, I believe, Prince William County. Mm-hmm. And they only got this. And they don't know it's true or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like preserved land now, battlefield land. Yeah. So they're not digging or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a house on one of them somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I read this entry in a journal from mm-hmm. a general or something. And there were so many dead. It might have been Bristow Station. Somewhere around Oh, there. by my house. Yeah. Awesome. Might have been there. Might have been like <laughs> Brandy Station. Not sure. Somewhere yeah. around there. Uh-huh. But this entry said there were so many dead that they ordered the men to dig a mass grave. They just dumped them all there and buried them because they had to move on because they were in the heat of war. Like, it was, they were coming. The next wave was coming. So somewhere around here, but they have never investigated it mm-hmm. because it's already, like... I don't know, battlefield where it's like a public park or whatever. I would imagine that that happened more than it's ever even been recorded. And well, there's also because a diary entry from one of the people that lived in that house that was not affiliated with the military at all. Mm -hmm. It was, I think this girl and she would say all she could smell was the stench of dead bodies. Mm -hmm. And she said in her diary entry, Danny's actually the one who found it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but it, corroborated the other story from the general Mm -hmm. and that house is not too far from here. So Mm -hmm. I can see, like you said, there's unmarked graves everywhere. Well, not only that, they, those spirits are probably not at rest. Well, not only that, if you think about like all of the family graves, you know, you didn't have to back then you didn't have to bury your family in a cemetery yeah, or a it's graveyard, like you could bury them anywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, think of how many unmarked graves that could be that everywhere. we walk over every day. Well, yeah, I was going to say that, but I decided not to. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anyways, um, they were kind of like near this gravel mine mm-hmm. in Griswold, Connecticut in 1990. And like I said, they thought they found 29 bodies and they thought that maybe that they were um linked to that local serial killer named michael ross um just just a serial killer but i know right no biggie (laughs) but when they did more digging and they looked further into it then they realized that they were more typical of your like 17 1800s colonial burials okay um many of them were children Ugh, I know. Um, they were in really cheap wooden coffins. There was no jewelry. Um, actually, they were hardly wearing any clothing. Mm. Um, and most of them, you know, were just very simple. Your, you know, their arms were down at their sides or crossed over their chest. Right. I mean, nothing. I, I honestly don't know why they don't just bury us in pine boxes now. You know what I mean? You're burying us and you're charging our families thousands and thousands of dollars for mm-hmm. these. 
comfortable coffins. Right. I don't need a fucking pillow. No, you're dead. Yeah. You know? And it sounds so fucked up to talk about the dead that way, but just bury me in a fucking pine box. Or cremate me or whatever. Right. You know? Like, I don't know why, because it's such a... It's all for money. It's a hassle. I know. It's all for money at this point, because the dead don't need to be comfortable. I agree. They're no longer in that body. (laughs) I agree. So, okay, so let's talk... This says... They honed in on what they called burial number four. Okay. What does that mean? So each, they gave each little grave in this mass grave a number. Okay. So burial number four, it was one of two stone crypts in the cemetery and it was partially visible from the mine fence, like from the gravel mine. So they made a stone crypt, but they did not mark it with a name? Apparently so. Because remember they were digging. Right. right, So it was, it was still underground. Um, they first saw, like, when they first started digging, mm-hmm. so what happened was they got down and they hit the rock, okay? So there was rock. Okay. So then they started going in really carefully because they realized what so they were dealing with. underground crypt? It is. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like a catacomb? Mm-hmm. So what they first saw was two flat rocks that formed a roof. Oh, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. How did they get that underground? I know. Then, under the rocks, they found a coffin lid, and it was covered in red paint. The whole thing was painted red. Then they realized... So the paint was still there. Yeah. So then they realized the entire coffin was painted red. It was a pine box, but it was... Yeah, how did that not disintegrate over time? It was protected by the rocks. Creepy. Mm -hmm. So, um... Gosh, I want those people's job. Also, under the rocks, on top of the red pine box coffin was a skeleton like feet anatomical human feet they were human feet on top of it on top of it they were what they were laid out in perfect anatomical position okay everything was right in place but on top of the coffin now when they opened the coffin was the person missing feet well so underneath the next rock when you open the lid of the coffin, there was another rock. Oh, shit. Okay. You lift up the rock, mm-hmm. and there was the rest of the person. With the feet missing. Completely rearranged. <gasps> the skeleton was completely rearranged. Oh, vampires are so real. This mm. is because vampires are real, and they knew it. So, the body had been beheaded. Okay. The skull and the femurs, your thigh bones. Right. Were on top of the ribs. <laughs> Sorry, maybe mm-hmm. I'm aware of a fear. <laughs> I was just. You, she's rubbing her thighs. Your thigh bones. Patting on my. <laughs> but yes, I. Okay, good. Keep going. You may not. And I'm drunk, so. Me too. That's why I'm fucking with her. <laughs> We're going to have so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So. We got another episode to do after this. I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> so, um, the skull and femurs were on top of the ribs and the backbones. So okay, picture, wait, let me picture this. a torso. Okay. Just bones. A torso, so you just see the ribs and the backbones. And the skulls on top of the torso? The skull and the femurs. Picture a skull and crossbones. Oh, shit. On top of the ribs. Okay. 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 The feet were on top of the box, so there's no feet. And the femurs are making the crossbones. So I don't know where the arms are. So let me see. So it had fractured ribs that occurred approximately five years post-mortem. Could it have been grave robbers? I don't know. 
But the way everything else was positioned, it sounds ritualistic. It does sound ritualistic. It says the had fractured ribs that occurred approximately five years postmortem in a smashed coffin. Um. Oh, okay. And so in on, in the coffin, mm-hmm. in brass tacks, it spelled out JB. Okay, so that's the only clue they have as to who this is. All it says. And it they used brass tacks and wrote the letters JB in the coffin. I don't know what brass tax is. <laughs> I have to tax ask you. Tax made out of brass. Tax? Oh, like tax. tax. Okay. Well, you know what's so funny? I've heard the term brass tax. But I always thought, it, thought was it was like tax. T-A-X. Oh my goodness And I never gracious. used to like brass tax men. Now I know. Yeah. So it's literally like thumbtacks like that are brass. Tax. Made yeah. out of brass. Well, not thumbtacks, but same, same, for, for all intents and purposes, yes. Yes. Okay. So it was written in brass tacks on his coffin. They J-B. S- yeah. And they said that he was a 50-ish year old male. Okay. Um, from the 1830s. God, what an awesome job to find mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Yeah, they ended up shipping him to the National Museum of Health and Medicine in Washington, D.C., which, if I'm not mistaken, now is part of NIH. Okay. Um, and Did they confirm he was a vampire? I'm not sure. I didn't follow up. I would love to know. I didn't follow up. There was nothing to... There was no, nothing linked um, to this. In fact, um, this article was actually from the Smithsonian Magazine. Really? Which yeah. one? Oh, shit. What? Siri? Look, it says America in color, Ariel Mar- What are you talking so about? So Siri just started oh, talking to us. Oh, she heard you say Smithsonian, but she wasn't responding to you earlier. No. And I didn't say, hey, Siri. Yeah. And she didn't respond her, to your voice. Her phone's just talking to us about the Smithsonian all of a sudden. And if she, you guys haven't been to the Smithsonian... Oh my god. Shit's yeah. amazing. There's a bunch of them in D.C. and mm-hmm. they should all be visited. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. Yeah. But if I'm they not... Really are. If I'm not mistaken, that that museum is actually part of NIH. National Institutes of Health. For those of you that don't know. Um, but, Stop treating them like they're idiots. Well, not everyone's from around here and they don't know what <laughs> NIH is. <laughs> my ex-husband is getting a job there, by the way. Oh, is he? They, well, offered, him, they offered him a job. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, um, there was, so one of the guys that was on this dig, mm-hmm. they brought up the Jewett City Vampires. Okay. And this is in the 90s, right? This is in the okay. 90s. Okay. So the Jewett City Vampires, um, that was actually, <laughs> that's a story from ni- er, 1854. Can in, I ask you something real quick? Uh, please. What is Jewett? Where's Jewett? Well, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. So, like, is she saying that right? <laughs> I totally am. It's J E W I T T. Jewett. Got it. Jewett City, Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay, so, in sorry. 1854, so this is a neighboring city where they found this, where oh. they found the this mass this, grave. Right. Um, was actually very close to where Mercy was buried. No, no, no. Oh. Um. So. This dig in the, in 1990 uh-huh. for um, in Griswold, Connecticut, is actually very close to Jewett City, Connecticut. Oh, so and something else happened in so Jewett. Jewett. The Jewett City Vampires, if you Google it, was actually part of this whole New England vampire thing. Right, right, right. So 
1854, in neighboring Jewett City, Connecticut, the townspeople exhumed a bunch of people that were suspected to be vampires rising from their graves. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, to kill the living. So they, basically, it was like, was the Griswold grave desecrated for some reason? Right. This guy, JB. Yeah. So it says, you know, most graves are lost to time. Right. And now the exhumations basically are frowned upon by the locals and the townships. So it's really hard to even go in with, like, the ground-penetrating x-rays. Right. Because even if you do, most of these little locales are not going to let you... What I want to know do is anything. why in the first place did they get the okay to excavate these graves? You know what I mean? Well. These underground graves. Well, so the. I'm sure they weren't like, oh, prove the vampires are real. Go and dig them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the guys like in the gravel mine. Okay. They just came upon it by accident. That was an accident. Okay. I think it had something to do with the mine. Yeah. Because and then they were like, oh the shit, this thing is a mass grave. Right. Oh shit, that would be so cool. Right. I mean, right. it'd be sad, but like, cool. But I also, I also found something that was really cool. Okay. So this has to do with the vampires in Poland. Okay. So um, in Poland, basically... That's where, like, in medieval times, that's where, like, all this crazy shit, um, you know, for a millennia, Mm -hmm. all of these, the ancient Egypts, the Romans, the Greeks, they've all had their thoughts on people returning from the dead and right, yes. whatever else. So that stuff goes... Or the afterlife. Either. Yeah. I, I mean, stuff. Babylonia, all there of There should be a movie called... What did you say this was? The something in... This is, uh, you know, the Poland's vampire. Vampires. Oh, yeah. There should be a movie called The Vampires in Poland, like The Werewolf in London. Yeah. <laughs> no one's made that movie, and we could make a killing on that. Yeah. It'd be a very low-budget film, but whatever. <laughs> You can be the werewolf. I mean, the vampire. Thanks. I'm Harry. I meant the vampire. Anyway, <laughs> continue. So I want to actually just read this one because I it's short. I okay. Mean, it's not, yeah, it's pretty <gasps> short. What the fuck is that? I know. This picture is dope. Let me take a picture real quick. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a picture and post this. This is a down. female skeleton. That looks like a... Why the fuck is her mouth like that? I'll explain. It, it explains it. Oh, my God. Okay. Her, That's mouth, her mouth fell fuck. open. That looks like your jaw shouldn't even be able to open that wide. You're right. It shouldn't. Okay. And it that rock on her throat, it wasn't. I so- saw that. It's like in her mouth? No. It's on her throat. It's on her neck. Oh, but see, in her mouth, it looks like there's something there, too. Like I, well, I think that's something just in something there. in the ground. But her, this rock was supposed to keep her jaw shut. And she opened it anyway. No, it fell open. The rock wasn't in the right place. And the Uh, rock wasn't big enough either. Well, that's a very scary picture. It is. So, um, this is just kind of like a background thing about the vampire thing. I guess in Poland, um, it says a new study finds that men and women buried as vampires in the 17th and 18th century Poland were not, as previously believed, immigrants to the region. So, I guess they they thought, yeah... I guess there was this widespread belief that all of these people were immigrants. Well, maybe like the kings or the leaders of that 
area during that time yeah wanted the people to feel safe so like these aren't mm-hmm. our people these are people coming in from other countries or whatever dun 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 wrong they were like legit they were the Polish and they were from there yeah that's what I'm saying yeah yeah so it says legends of revenants or people returning from the dead have deep roots among human civilizations stretching all the way back to ancient Egypt Greece Babylonia and Balon and Balon and beyond <laughs> I love you, vodka. <laughs> I can read, I swear It's because it came right after Babylon. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> as reported, as reported by, in Live Science, which is like my favorite publication ever, vampire tales have circulated in Eastern Europe since at least the 11th century. According to ancient folklore, a person risked becoming a vampire after death if he or she is unbaptized, whoops, or killed someone in a violent manner. Or is killed in violence. Blah, 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 motherfuck. I cannot read. I am having the best time right now. <laughs> <laughs> or killed in some violent manner. People well, also that would risk... Be terrible. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> or killed in some violent manner. People also risk vampirehood if they were outside... <laughs> I know, because that's a thing. <laughs> if they were outsiders from another area... Or if they were among the first to die from an infectious disease. So, I mean, Mercy was not. I know. What the fuck? I feel like the boys are coming up. They're definitely coming up. Oh, I was thinking Riley's home. Oh. No. Well, it's an hour there and back. Has it been that long? I don't know. Alcohol tricks me. Yeah, me too. So, um... They also risk vampirehood if they were outsiders from another area or if they were among the first to die from an infectious disease. So, poor Mercy, because she was not the first. In fact, the long-standing idea that vampires drink blood may date back to medieval plagues and epidemics when diseased corpses would remain exposed for extended periods of time. Gases inside the decomposing bodies Ugh. would cause bloating and force blood up to the lungs and esophagus and oh into the mouth. God. That is so... You don't know this? This I don't, is like common knowledge. I know I've heard this stuff, but I just like don't like hearing it yeah. because I don't need to know what's going to happen to me after I die. Oh. I don't know that shit. Everybody knows this. Disgusting. Not everybody. Oh. Well, My y'all about to like learn. like, look it up. You're going to learn. <laughs> Those people unfamiliar with such biological processes may have seen corpses in the state and believed that they had grown fat from feasting on human blood because oh people are God. that stupid. That's why they think they were puffy and swollen. Because they drank too much blood. <laughs> oh, because yeah. the blood would come up. Right. Well, so and you would see, see it blood. in the mouth. Right, right. They'd see it in the mouth and then they'd that see the actually, corpses are that, fat. That makes sense, but the fat it doesn't. doesn't. God, they're stupid. The mouth, the bloody mouth makes sense like they were drinking blood, but right. the rest of it doesn't make sense. No. People are fucking dumb back then. Dude, back then? You mean throughout time? I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah. So anyways, in the 17th and 18th century Poland, people performed apotropaic, I guess, <laughs> funerary rites. Sounds right. And, yeah. You know, whatevs. Intended to guard against evil for those people who they suspected might become vampires after death. These included placing the sharp, curved farming tools called sickles across their bodies or lodging large rocks under their chins. The idea was that if the person did rise from the dead, the sharp blade of the sickle would decapitate him while the rocks would pin his jaw shut and prevent him from preying on the living. Because, you know, yeah. That's what vampires do. Right. So the rock here in this picture was supposed to be 
farther up under the chin, so he couldn't open his mouth. So the sickle was, you know, so sickle, like... Is there a sickle? Was there a sickle on that skeleton? Well, not on the picture, but I would assume so. Because, you know, a sickle, think of like, um... Oh, you have to hold it down for two seconds. Okay, I got it. Okay. Is it lit? There you go. It did light up. It blinked green. Mm. Let's just do so. So picture like your Grim Reaper. They have the sickle. Okay. So imagine the round part of the blade Mm -hmm. up here. So if he moved, the blade would slit his throat. Right. So the rock is here under the neck, but it's supposed to be like right here. Right. So it would hold his jaw shut, so he couldn't open his mouth. So, since it's down here on the neck, see how it's more, like, on the scapula? So, that probably it's happened over to be, time, though. Maybe it just, like, you know. Yeah. As the body it, decayed, it, like, rolled Probably. Because it's sitting on the scapula right now. It's supposed to be, like, but let me way tell the fuck you, up here. I figured out. Guys, I'm going to send you guys a picture of this skeleton. Because <laughs> I figured out why it looks so freaky. It's not just because the jaw is open wide. There's no teeth. Yeah. Yeah. There's you're right. no fucking teeth in that skeleton. Less to bite you with, my dear. <laughs> Did they pull all the teeth out? Fuck if I know. Like, that's could, I mean, shit. But it also looks like this thing is laying in a fucking rock somewhere. It also looks like there's like a mummified tarantula in its mouth. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Or like in its eyeballs. So I don't, you know, I don't know where this is. It says with one stone placed on her throat. This is a female. But I don't, it doesn't say where it is. So if they found a body like that, it mm-hmm. meant... That they thought it was a vampire. vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Because they don't just usually. No teeth. Weird as shit. And creepy. So researchers in this in the new study whose findings were published in the journal of PLOS One. <laughs> oh yeah. Or PLOS One. Yeah. Looked at sixty of the three hundred and thirty-three burial burials found at Drosko Cemetery in northwestern Poland. Six of these were the so-called vampire burials, which were not concentrated in the same area of the cemetery, suggesting that they were not buried at the same time. To determine the origin of the people buried at Drosko, researchers analyzed the decay of stronium isotopes in the tooth enamel of the corpses. There's no teeth. Right. Maybe that's why, because they were (laughs) looking at the isotopes. There's no teeth. Right. They were looking at all the isotopes. Right. Because each locale has a unique ratio of strontium isotopes People's bodies naturally take in elements from their environment. Scientists can determine where a person is from analyzing their strontium isotope ratios. Because, you know, duh. They say isotope a lot. I know. This is basically, this part is basically. It's for scientists only. Right. Because I don't understand any of it. I've heard the word isotope, but I don't know what it is. It's and stroniumus or whatever. Right. Well, for this, it's irrelevant. For my point, it's irrelevant. Um, the point is, guys, it's basically just trying to find out. It's something that they're pulling to show where they're from. Are they actually, you think, secretly trying to find out if there's something supernatural about them? Maybe they were vampires. No, this oh. is what they're doing to basically find out what they ate, what you know, what kind of things were in their diet. Blood. Because it, no, because <laughs> it'll show it'll show where they're from. Because different people uh, over here ate this. People over here ate like this. Like when they people... look at the dinosaurs. Exactly. Oh. So, right. So it showed that, it says, since none of the bodies showed any signs of having died in a violent manner, they were found to be natives of the area where they were buried. 
The researchers concluded that these men and women had been victims of repeated cholera epidemics that Mm. swept the region during the 17th and 18th centuries, spread through contaminated drinking water. Cholera can kill its victims in days or even hours, and such a quick death would explain why no marks were left on the boats. But that was not really my point. (laughs) I don't know why I kept going. My whole point was... That they've been going back to vampires since beyond medieval times. Right. Well, I mean, we're talking ancient times. I'd love to believe the vampires are real. But, I mean... I haven't met my Edward Cullen yet. Well, because... He may be... You know, glitter skin. But... Might happen. Right. But, um... Just don't tell Danny. I love you, Danny. Right. (laughs) But I just... I just find it really interesting... That even in like medieval times, they were like, nope, flip this bitch over. Right. I'm going to, you know, bury you with a fucking sickle and a rock in your throat because you're not going anywhere. The world was such an interesting place in the last couple hundred years. Mm -hmm. You know, like people, this, it's almost like part of it is cool to me because they believed in the magic and they believed in the, you know, mythological creatures and all this stuff. And that feeling of actually believing it's real is something I would love to feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like we have things... We're luckier now. We're, well... But in the same way, like, we're kind of not. We just have more technological advances, but I feel like there are things that we can compare it to. None that I could come up with off the top of my head of mine, (laughs) obviously. But I feel like there are things... I feel like there's always comparisons. Like, yeah, they may have believed in this, but we believe in... Ghosts. Or even something a little bit further along, because they also believed in ghosts. Demons. They also believed in demons. Okay, well, then I'm our... But, but you see what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm but you yes, see what yes, I'm saying. Yes, yes, like, yes. there's always something right. that like we can compare Like our version of Loch Ness or something. Right. There's always something that we can compare Big it... Planet. Right. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm saying there's lots of modern, that's a, that's a modern stupid thing, humans yeah. that believe in Bigfoot. Right. There, you know? yeah. So it's like there's always going to be people. a comparison. Like, yeah, they believed in whatever, and science and everything else has disproved it. However, now we believe in whatever, and we haven't been able to disprove it yet. Right. So where we are where they were then where they're now or like aliens with, or something exactly that's right. a perfect example right. aliens because aliens are fucking real so <laughs> well you're just topic. like them so <laughs> that's a perfect example um i'm just you know what i mean yes 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 because um, it hasn't been proven yet or mid but or I just dis- wish, misproven you know i know but then it's like the stuff that you missed out on you kind of just wish you could jump in the time machine and see what it was like see what the salem witch trials were like until you realize that you would be tried as a witch right, oh i would totally be tried as a witch almost every female um, would be tried as i'd be a like witch. bitch i wish i was a witch but no i can't do that shit. right um, almost every female vampires. that we know today would be tried as a witch oh yeah oh because my of God. the reasons yeah. that they right. were witches I'm sure I would have been fucked if I was born in the 16 or 1700s. Oh, even for the sure. 1800s. For, for sure. sure. No, I would have been fucked. But I just wish, especially the land we live in, you know, like the land that we're living on, like literally. Oh, yeah, to see what it used like, to be? Like if we could just like jump back 200 years, just fucking, or 150 years or whatever, and just see. I'd jump back 200, that see would what be it was. Cool. Yeah, just mm-hmm. see what it was. Stuff like that. But 
It's just that. So when I hear these kind of stories, like you were telling me, mm-hmm. all I picture is the movie The Village, the mm-hmm. Shyamalan movie, mm-hmm. and that movie to me was the coolest fucking thing until the end when I saw that goddamn jeep drive down the road and I was like what the fuck <laughs> and I was like oh my god so this is just a bunch of crazy people living in the fucking woods like not letting their kids like get out and but before that when I was like thinking it was actually a village in like the 16 1700s uh-huh. I was like this is the best movie ever and this would be like my dream village I'd want to live in the village where everyone's like oh, be careful because the monsters are, like, circling the village and stuff. Like, that kind of mystery would be so fucking right. cool to me. Yeah. And then when I realized it was modern times. it was times, bullshit. And these fucking weirdos were living in the middle of the woods and, like, <laughs> pretending it was, like. Then I was like, this movie sucks. And I was so mad. But up until the end, I was like, this is the best fucking movie ever. But then they ruined it for me. Right. But what I'm saying is... they were like, let me throw a wrench right in this fucking thing right, for you. you. Bastards. And it was all them <laughs> and the monsters and shit. They ruined it for me. But what I'm saying is, in like the 16, 17, 1800s, mm-hmm. if I lived in a village, I would want it to be like that. We're like... You want to see what it is. We're like, you're afraid that there's like witches and you're afraid there's these monsters vampires and, and vampires. Yeah. Like, the fact... They believed in it 100%. Like, that is so cool to me. And even with... Like, ghosts and everything? Like, I don't doubt ghosts at this point. I do I not. mean, you can't. No. I mean, I really don't. But, like, stuff like that, like all these, you know, fairies and... Elementals. Elementals mm-hmm. and um, werewolves and vampires and all that shit. Like, just believing, not even believing, just knowing in your brain that that is fact, they're real, mm-hmm. is so cool to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's, I just, just to be so kind of convinced world. of something, like these people, like they act they didn't like, question it at all. They're like, no. "This is what it is." It was like in their fucking bones. Like right. they 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 knew. knew. Yeah, they knew. It down wasn't in their a matter. This was real. Yeah, it wasn't a matter of if. It was a fact. Right. It wasn't a like what if. There was no swaying these people. But it was like back, this is fucking like, real. I'm a fucking idiot. But now it's like, God, are you that fucking stupid? It's That's like what just I'm because the one brain man is like have been... I know. But then you look at certain people today and you're like, Your brain must not be <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, like I said. But I mean I'm not I saying just... mine's fully developed either. <laughs> and I'm not claiming that mine is either behind. because there's a lot of really, really smart people yeah. that are probably like hey, I'm no Albert Einstein. Right. I'm not claiming to be super smart, so please don't think that I am. But there's probably a lot of smart people that are like, shut the fuck up. I'm gonna definitely go more towards the side of things people don't believe than things people do believe. Because I will believe a crazy ass story before most people will. <laughs> I want to believe things well, like I that. Well, I think that's what it is. But I I'm such to. a logical thinker that I'm and I love science that I'm like, oh. I do, I do want proof. You're, oh yeah, I that's always want proof. I'm very skeptical. But I'm I also so feel like I do want proof. And there's a lot of things that I feel like may be real that I don't have proof of and I have never seen proof. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm someone Oliver's like, no. who's more open to a lot of things than a lot of people are. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. Because there's things... That's why they say kids will see stuff. Because they're not because programmed they don't not to. Yeah, they don't know that... Like when Riley saw a little boy. Mm-hmm. And she said, what happened to that boy's face? She didn't know there wasn't a boy standing there. 
You know what I'm don't saying? Don't forget, they don't know that story yet. Well, this is a preview. You will hear it eventually on Paranormal Twativity 3. But what I'm saying is she... She just she just asked me what happened to that boy's face. Right. Just like, like she had like no Austin idea. Said, like pap pap and I'm like, You're talking to Pap Pap? And they like, had yeah, no I idea yeah. we couldn't see it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So but there are things like you could tell me you're in the woods and you saw like what you would describe as Bigfoot, no matter what it was, you saw some crazy thing. You would believe me. I would believe you because I don't think you would lie to me about it, but I'd want to find proof for myself, you know? Yeah, and that's how it should be, though. And that's why I want to ghost hunt because even though so many things have happened to me that make it so I can't deny that there's something else, I still want more proof. I want more. I want, like, undeniable evidence. And I don't know if there ever will be enough. See, I believe, I believe in ghosts. Because I've seen them. Right. I've, ex- know, oh, you know. I've had enough experiences to where I can personally say, yeah. Yeah, whether they're I just coming be- to visit or they're right. residual but or whatever. Right, but to document it would be monumental. Because having an experience is not the same thing as having proof. Right, but see, here's the thing. There's so much out there that I know some of it is real. Some of the video evidence. But there's also and some so is, much great technology right, that fake. you can fake the shit out of right. it. Right. But, so what I'm saying is, though, like, if you and I, right, say we got video evidence of the legs walking past my pool. Like, that was be undoctored. So awesome. For us, it would be. But we would be eaten alive. We'd be scrutinized to fucking death. No one would believe it. And I would understand mm-hmm. why they don't believe it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But just from my personal knowledge to know, like, you know, this shit's real. Like, and I don't care what you think. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. But I feel like there has been proof of things, but it's just lost in the mix of all the fucked up, like, fake shit. The bullshit and the skeptics. Right. Mm -hmm. So you don't know what to believe is real and what's not. Um but yeah. I feel like that's the down, that's like the bad side of yes. technology. Exactly. It's because it's so easy to fake shit. Yeah. That it's exactly. like nobody like trusts fakes. Yes. Those are those so are crazy. <laughs> God. But what I'm saying is I'm sure there is on YouTube and all that stuff. There's real evidence of oh, paranormal I'm sure. activity. I'm sure. But you don't know which one to believe. So you can't believe any of it. Right. And same thing. If we had documented something officially and put it online. There's, it would just get lost in the There's, like, It's like 50% of the people would be like, oh my god, that's fucking amazing. And then the other 50% of the people would be like, you're fake as shit. This right. is so fake. And we'd be ripped apart. Dude, I'd be like, if I could jump through this fucking computer and just like punch you in the face, I would. See, Pull every me. one of your eyelashes out, I would do that. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'd rip your fucking fingernails out. You're like, I'd pull out your eyelashes. Well, you know. I'm like, go bear, go home, rip out her toes. <laughs> rip out her toes. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Sorry, that's our random ramblings. I know. I just love so much talking about things that, you know, are mythical creatures or whatever. Because in my weird brain, I just want to believe there's some sort of realness to them. And we know that there's so many people that listen that are like, Me too! Yeah. Like that... You can't listen to us and not have a little bit of a Me Too moment. I want... Like this kind of stuff, because... Yeah. This is a different type of Me Too movement. But I... (laughs) This will be an us two movement. I want to live in a world where magic is real. Where fairies are real. Where ghosts and where... And not like... Vampires and werewolves. Not like Tinkerbell fairies. Like, 
like 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 Irish Celtic like fairies. Celtic fairies banshees yeah. but you know what I've heard stories and we'll talk about this on Twativity 3 but yeah. I have a client who has actually heard a real banshee that's fucking like, creepy there's man. just crazy shit and you know these people I don't feel like are lying to me but you know I tell them my real stories too so mm-hmm. I just and want, he's got some creepy I fucking want stories. to live in a supernatural magical world that's all well, I want people but we kind of do we just we have do. to weed you out the bullshit to, yeah you have to weed out the bullshit because obviously paranormal things don't happen as often as people post well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Sorry we were like all over the place and all up in it at the same time. I had a great time drinking this evening. Me too. And a great time sharing my all over the place story about Mercy Brown. <laughs> not Murphy Brown. Not to be confused with Murphy Brown. Right. And vampires and not vampires and not serial killers and, you know, shit. Right. So, please join us next week for an all-new episode of Twat, did you say? Twat, did you say? That we may or may not record tonight. I think we should. We're already tipsy, so let's just do it. Let's just do it. I'm like shwasty-wasty. If you hear very heavy breathing, it's not Katie. (laughs) If you hear very heavy breathing, it It might be Katie. (laughs) It is my dog, Moose. In fact, Moose, come here. Come here, Bob. I might pant. I don't know. I'm going to see if he'll come up here. Moose, come here. Come here. Where's my little baby? Where's my little baby? Oh, there he is. Come on. So come. he's like 200 pounds of gorgeous. I want... Oh, my Shit. God. He's knocking on the table. <laughs> oh, my God. Get off me. Moose, look. Moose, look. Moose, look. Moose. You hear him snoring. <laughs> Moose, look. Over here. Oh, Hi, baby. This is my Mastiff, Mooser. He's the cutest puppy in the world. Oh, please don't lick my face. Oh, you're sliming me. And on that note, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Love you. Love you more. Oh, Oh, Moose. Moose. Real quick, guys, before we leave, uh, we want to give a real huge quick thank you to Mandy from the Depth of Darkness podcast. She gave us the sweetest shout out on her podcast. I also love her name. I can't imagine why. (laughs) We love your name. We love your show. You guys can check them out on Instagram. That's how we met. And we will see you next week. All right. Thanks again, Mandy. Bye. The Boogeyman is here. The Boogeyman is gone now.